sure how much I had to do with the actor because the actor wasn't great. Yeah, he's not great. And then yeah. the character also sucks. And then by like his last, like his final scene, if you're still on board with him, then well done. Because I was so fucking <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, just let him, him. Just let him go. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he wants to go. Just let him go. You'll be better off without him. But other uh, than that, it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I, I think it would have been great. Like G-R-E-A-T, capital great, if it had been a TV show. I disagree. I think that thing had to be a movie. But we'll get into that. Next yeah. episode. There is one really sad dog moment, but then it kind of pays off with another dog person having a good line. That's nice. true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, do I have any? I didn't take any notes on this. Do I need notes on this? No. Endgame. Everybody's. <laughs> well, you need to know that. What have you here? or have you not seen Endgame? Have you seen all uh, 20 some? Hours of it, yeah. yes. Yeah. Did you see Endgame the first time they released it in 2019? Or did well, you see second. Endgame the second? Or the third time they released it in 2019? <laughs> well, don't forget about the fourth time coming up in the end of the year. Because they're like, oh my God, we need to beat Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, so I think that's everything that I need to do, right? <laughs> yes? Everyone's ready? Yes. As ready yeah. as they can be? Yeah. Mm. All right, well, that's the end. <laughs> do Oh. There's our intro. Just saying that's the end. <laughs> so welcome to After the Hype with me, your host, as always, Brian Jessel. With me, as always, is Chewy Darso. Hi. Jonathan Hardis. Yep. And coming in this week, we have Samantha Garrison. Why, hello. Woo! Couldn't do an Avengers movie without you. I know. Been here since the beginning with the Avengers movies. I know. I'm and I'm free at last after this. <laughs> You'll never see me again. Oh, man. I'm kidding. I, I would say go listen to our first Avengers episode. It's but so bad. Don't. It's awful. They might do Dark Avengers later in the CMCU. I think they're going to. I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I'm sailing into the West. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, so before we jump into Endgame today, although I know you're all just waiting to hear it, uh, one quick housekeeping thing. I can't guarantee this, but this will be my goal, and nobody even around the table has heard me say this yet. I think I'm done covering Marvel movies after Endgame. I love Marvel movies. I will continue to see them. But the problem with Marvel movies with a show like ours is that we want to talk to them about them after the hype. And these movies are all hype. And until yep. we have a lot more distance to see how well these things age, it's really kind of tough to say. So I will absolutely watch Far From Home again, and I will probably enjoy it again. But will I cover it on the show? Probably not. Um, it I dies hope, with me. Yeah, it dies <laughs> with it. Sam. We'll still talk DC because I'm way biased on DC. Um, <laughs> suck it, show. Marvel. Suck it, Marvel. Um, but if you do want to listen to Marvel shows or listen to things about Marvel, I highly recommend jumping over to the front row, the way they cover these things, uh, as much as you possibly could want. So check out the front row. They do great coverage on these things if you want coverage on Marvel movies. After the hype probably not your best place to get it but we're gonna do the best we can with endgame because there is still a lot that i don't think people have said because it's so goddamn long there's a lot to say <laughs> um and that's all the housekeeping i have so, do you want to do a quick where have you been doing sure i have been reading justice league and <laughs> <laughs> no brian reading a dc comic i know uh, i i wasn't gonna bring it up but i figured this is the best episode to bring it up on um the most recent issue was uh all about starro and if you don't know who starro is, is he is a, an alien starfish who controls people by shooting out little tiny starfish that latch onto your face and then he has control of your mind he's awesome um 
Earlier this year, he got ripped in half by a big celestial being, and it was really sad, but part of him survived in a jar that the Justice League started calling Jaro, because he's on their side, and he's adorable, and he's so much fun, and in the most recent issue, he got to put on a little Robin suit, and he got to fight the Legion of Doom as a Robin starfish, and it was the greatest thing I've ever seen, which is tough to say when we're covering a movie like Endgame that is just like the perfect nerd comic stuff ever. But I can't help that I saw something better in comics this week, and that was a starfish pretending to be Robin. And yeah, it's the greatest thing in the world. It's hard to even like imagine. Like, oh my god! Look at this comic. And the best thing about it is at the end of the book, he apologizes to Batman, and Batman like is sad that he almost died, and he hugs the starfish, and it's this most beautifully drawn frame <laughs> oh of Batman hugging a baby starfish. It's amazing. If you guys aren't reading Justice League right now, you are not reading the most fun comic series I've read, and I don't even know how long. It's playing out like Teen Titans meets uh, Futurama meets Pokemon in my sure. head, yeah. and I'm here for it. <laughs> it's, that's not that far <laughs> Why can't Marvel have that? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to do a whole episode on verses, but it just felt too good, and where have you been doing? So check out Justice League, the current run. It is so good, and I'm pretty sure it's leading up to another crisis, which is very exciting, because they are doing an awesome job. Yep. Uh, that's it for me. Sam, what about you? Where have you been doing? Um, I in the last day have watched the first four episodes of the new season of Mindhunter. And as soon as I'm done recording this, I'm going to go finish it because it is so good. I love the FBI behavioral sciences division courtesy of Hannibal. And this is like the real life, less creepy. Well, it's still really creepy because it's real version of it. And I'm, I'm just living for it this season. Also, there's some hot lesbian action that I'm here for. Awesome. <laughs> uh, John, what about you? So uh, with my Hulu subscription, I've been getting into Veronica Mars. Ooh. I'm about like five or six episodes into the third season by now. So almost done. And uh, yeah, it's weird because they call it a Hulu exclusive. Even while you're watching the first and second and third season, on the little bottom right corner, it's like a Hulu original. And I gotta, I gotta give them some side eye because those, those were weren't still original. On TV, right? Yeah, those were still TV. Yeah, I mean, every time you watch Black Mirror, it says a Netflix original. Um, yeah, not those, not those the, first ones, guys. The, the people in England who watched it before Netflix bought it disagree. <laughs> we're colonizing the colonizers. Yeah. Suck it. It's just weird seeing those episode, the uh, first season with that that '90s style going on and all those haircuts. Yeah, and then Hulu on the bottom right. I'm like, okay, that's weird. But I'm um, trying to get to that fourth season, and yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Cool. Very Rob Thomas. So I, I, I'm starting to realize, because I watched iZombie first, that iZombie is just the zombie version of Veronica Mars. It's detectives, mysteries, character moments, tears, emotions, things like that. Well, Veronica Mars had a Power Ranger in it. I'd watch it. Um... <laughs> Chewie, what about you? I mean, he's not lying. <laughs> he would. It's the only way I got him to watch any eye zombie. He's got a power injury. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, well, you know me. I don't really have too much time to watch much these days. Uh, I did watch the trailer for Last Christmas at work without sound. Yeah. And currently playing on my phone again without sound. <laughs> Um, it stars Amelia Clark and Henry Golding, as it likes to say on the Facebook tag. It does not mention Michelle Yu, 
who honestly should get second billing in front of Henry. I'm sorry. She's a more renowned actor. <laughs> she's like a tertiary character. Yeah. <laughs> and Emma Thompson. <laughs> and Emma Thompson. Neither of them are mentioned in this tagline on Facebook. Can you imagine that the trailer recut to just include them based off of like prestige? Yeah. It's like, what kind of movie is this? It's supposed to be a romance film with Emma Thompson and Michelle Young. Uh, but Michelle no. Thompson plays Amelia Clark's mom i think i can judge without sound i'm not sure uh, and she looks like she's this down on her luck drunk girl in england are you just reviewing this as you watch it yes <laughs> uh, but she she like has all these tropes where she she has a leopard skin jacket she's currently her, she's a complete mess right she's now dr- no i'm not watching it right now but she just looks like a like a hot mess of a woman and she like somehow kills a fish and burns down a place and whatnot. And Henry Golding is playing like her love interest, I guess. So it's one of those like, I'm just really attracted to a hot mess movie. Well, he's a dude that And finds it's a her. Christmas movie. He's a manic pixie dream boy. Okay. Yes. And it's based off the George Michael song Last Christmas. So you know there's going to be a tragic twist. This movie looks completely nuts and like super dramatic and emotions. I cannot wait. <laughs> I... I am living for this movie. A part of me just wants to go see the whole movie, but without sound, so I just make it all up in my I, head. I I kind of want this to. I want that to be a regular segment somehow. Oh that, my you, God. that Chewy, you review, you explain what's going on in a trailer without sound. I told Chewy I can't watch Law and Order SVU because it's just like too much. But I love when Chewy narrates episodes. Oh, it's so good! It's my favorite. It's better than watching the show. Well, it's it's particularly great when you're there because your face, which the podcast listeners don't get to see, but I do. Is how much she doesn't care about us being. It's amazing. I love it. It's my favorite show. Okay. It's a video. The segment's going to be a video segment with Brian next to Chewy, and he's going to be just watching her watch the trailer and try to explain it with just the most exasperated face. And I would watch this. I, 100 well, subs. This easily. is our new. 100,000. This subs. is our new now, video at the portion of, the of After the Hype. That is playing on my phone right now. She's covered in Christmas lights and singing in front of a crowd. And then in the next shot is running away ice skates after getting kicked out of an, uh, like a, an ice skating rink. I'm like, this is totally the type of movies I used to make for Lifetime, but with a really big budget. Yeah. I am curious to see it. Last Christmas, everybody. Sounds it comes out on November 8th, before Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, so did The Grinch, and it made $80 million, because I'm awesome. Anyway. <laughs> it sounds like you'll have a great time watching that with Sam. Yes! <laughs> While I'm at home. <laughs> Just make sure you get some of those like, really big noise-canceling headphones, so you still have the deaf movie experience. So you have no mm. sound. There you go. Yeah. Uh, are we ready for Endgame? You ready yeah. to end it all? Is anyone ever really ready for Endgame? It is inevitable. It yeah. is inevitable. It was all leading to this. It was all just a game. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, so Endgame came out earlier this year. It made more money than God. Uh, and then it, is, it wasn't enough. And then it wasn't enough, so, so they, they re-released, re-released it. it. And then it wasn't enough, and so then they re-released they it. They re-released it again. And then they did it. Yeah. <laughs> they got there. They were very <laughs> humble about it. <laughs> And then James Cameron came out and actually was very humble about it. That's because he's James Cameron. Yeah, he sent them <laughs> he's the most a, humble, most a congratulatory man thing. I don't remember <laughs> what did they say. He sent them. Uh, he sent them uh, that scene from Avatar where Jake Sully has all like those like crazy dandelion things like floating all over him, mm-hmm. and like that's how they know that he's the one. 
And they took out Jake Sully and put in Iron Man. So he's standing there with all the things around him because he is the one. Yeah, That's cute. That's cute, yeah. Yeah. James Cameron doesn't do what James Cameron does for James Cameron. (laughs) James Cameron does what James Cameron does because he is James Cameron. Don't worry. I'm like, James Cameron will come out with another movie and then blow Disney out of the water again. Uh, He is Disney now. Yeah. Because he's he's made all of his movies for Fox. Oh, right. Yep. Right, guys, we that's live how in fuck. a capitalist hellscape. <laughs> yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Speaking of Disney, they made Endgame this year, so let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, so Endgame, I'll do a very quick breakdown for those of you who possibly could not know what we're talking about or still going to listen to this episode, which is a big fucking buy-in. Um, so 20-some <laughs> movies happened. That's that story. Uh, then Infinity War happened where Thanos won. At the beginning of this movie, Thanos gets his head lopped off by a very justifiably angry and distraught Thor. Uh, five years go by. Everybody is dealing with the fact that half of all life has been extinguished. Uh, a magical rat, the best being in the world, turns on a time machine sort of thing. And Ant-Man is back. And Ant-Man has figured out time travel somehow with Iron Man somehow. And they de- <laughs> they decide to do a time heist and take all the stones before Thanos got them to re-click and bring everybody back. And they essentially do just that. But that, in- that everybody includes Thanos, who then decides instead of just wiping out half the population, he's going to try and remake the whole universe in his image. Yeah. And but I am Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't happen. No, I am God. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Did not expect a biodome reference, but well done. Uh, <laughs> I am God. No, I am God. <laughs> go see biodome. No. I don't know where you're gonna go see it, but you should probably rent it if you can find it in a theater. Then have at it. <laughs> oh my God, Polly. Uh, so let's just do a quick round the table. Uh, I've seen it now twice. Uh, is everybody else kind of on the same number? Has anybody seen it more than twice? No, I think no? it was okay. twice. Yeah, it's a long, long movie. It's tough to sit through more than once. We didn't do it split it in two sittings for the for this episode. Uh, what's our general feelings on it? Like, uh, yay, nay, maybe? It's a really satisfying conclusion, but I'm done. Yeah. Like, it. I think it did what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. I think the, the character that, like, kind of the only character that I'm kind of left emotionally drawn to in any way in these films is Thor. Because mm-hmm. I just... He's the only one that really suffers in yeah. that, like, and, co- like continually. Yeah, and and in this movie, I think his storyline was so it was the the human heart of this insanely comic booky movie. Yeah, and for for me, that really worked. But I don't think I'm. I think I'm just like done. You know, like I'm sure, just. Yeah. I'm like Daniel Plainview with that fucking bowling pin. I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, what about you? Yeah, I having seen it twice. I would say I don't quite like it as much as Infinity War um, in terms of just a quality thing, but it does feel like we just got, we have to be done with this movie. We have to be done with all these, this arc. So finish it. It was satisfying, but I also feel overloaded and kind of like done. Sure. And in, in the same way, but just more, more like that was a lot. That was a lot of movie, a lot of stuff happening, a lot of payoffs, a lot of just this and that and that. It It's tiring. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I kind of had the same feeling towards it on the second viewing and even like just thinking about before we watched it the second time of the last Hobbit movie Yeah, where it's a ton of fun. There's a lot of great fan service in it and a lot of great moments and stuff, but on a, by a movie itself, it really should just get cut up a whole bunch and be put on Infinity War and make it Infinity War like, like four hours long. It'd just be better. 
Yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I, I think where I ended on it was it was fine. Like, I don't think it was a bad movie by any stretch because the, the stuff that works in it works so well. The fan service is amazing. Holy shit. The last 45 minutes of the movie is just everything I've ever wanted from a comic book movie. Yeah. Done better <laughs> yeah. than anyone has ever thought possible. It's yeah. so The splash good. page moments, the little quibs, the... I mean, I was still a little just annoyed. Just the, the final, the I am Iron Man. Like, it's just yeah. Thundercap. Like, all of it is just yeah. awesome. The problem is that there's two and a half hours of movie before that that's just kind of okay. Yeah, there's yeah. cute scenes. Like, yeah. the entirety of when, like, particularly the scene I would have cut down, even though I do love Thor's arc, just them going to Thor, I felt like could have been cut down. Like, in New Asgard? Yeah. Yeah. Meh. That one doesn't really, because that one really establishes, like, who he is now. So that one doesn't really bother me very much. But I see what you mean. Like, it does go on. There's a lot of, there's a lot of flack in between every, like, thing going on. It it could be tighter. But I think the the hallmark of the Avengers movies has always been not the stories themselves, but wanting to spend time with the characters. Yeah. And I, I feel like this movie, for the most part, understood that. But I, I think the, the biggest thing for me that I wish this movie had done, because it kind of felt like that's what they were promising, was it was more of a, let's get the Avengers back together. Yeah. Let's get the original the, the original team back together and see how they solve this crisis. And, sorry, DC, uh, solve this problem. <laughs> um, solve this issue. <laughs> Don't this, call it a crisis. <laughs> this pickle they're in. Um, oh, golly. <laughs> What if Thanos had just been like a giant pickle? Pickle Thanos. <laughs> like from the I'm never done blah, blah, blah. Like the, from the Jelly Spotters Club and yeah. SpongeBob. Oh my god. There you go. If it during the entirety of the last fight sequence when everybody shows up, there was a little blip of a wormhole and Rick and Morty was there and then left. <gasps> oh, pickle Rick! People would have lost their minds. Whoop. Wrong universe. <laughs> Like someone should just do that on the internet. <laughs> it would be kind of funny. Let's we're out. Let's get out of here. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Amazing. Uh, but let's kind of. That's kind of how I want to start moving through this thing. Is uh, I want to kind of focus on the actual Avengers because as much as everybody does show up at some point throughout the movie, like because we all knew they were going They're just to cameos. Yeah, essentially, like, uh, like there are qu- kind of cool moments with uh, everyone gets. A moment, and I do enjoy that. Except but Groot never got a moment, right? No, not really. Yeah, I remember rewatching it, going, "Why don't we ever see Groot fighting? You see him get together with Raccoon at one point, but yeah. he doesn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, he kind of got a big like a- moment at the end of Infinity War, but then they're like, and okay, guys, whatever. Why don't we see Natasha fighting? Oh wait, oh yeah. wait, we gotta. She's gotta sacrifice her for the greater good of the well, men. Okay, well, yeah. I was gonna say let's move through the uh, the Avengers, but if we're gonna start on she Black Widow, let's Avenger. just start with Black Widow. She's uh, an that's the thing. Yeah. She is an Avenger, and she's the one that kept the Avengers even when they weren't there. Yeah, she was at HQ, and it just it made me so angry. Like, it just she has always been the Avengers. Like when she committed, yeah. she committed. And they owe everything to her. And then fucking Hawkeye. I know you like Jeremy Renner, but what a waste I of a like character. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I yeah. love Jeremy Renner, but, but like, Hawkeye don't do Just because he like has a family he abandoned on a farm, she has to abandon her family of Avengers that are literally saving the world for this fucking guy. Like, yeah. she's also she's also been the MVP of a bunch of other Marvel movies. Um, I don't think what? she's ever been the MVP because they never let her. 
That's the yeah. problem. Yeah, they never she let never her do it. She's never been anything. an MVP. But, but she's well, the, she saved. A, she was helping Captain America in um, helping Captain America. That's what I mean. She has the greatest problem with the Marvel movies, in my opinion. That save for one, who we got this year, every one of the women in the Marvel universe's motivation is wrapped up in a man's needs. Yeah. So, like the the long and the short of it, my my biggest problem with the Black Widow in this movie has nothing to do with how little they use her, or how poor they use her. That's number two. Number one is the way she died. It drives me it up the fucking wall. Asinine. And mostly because I just can't get over the logistics of it. To get the soul stone, you have to sacrifice something you love. She killed herself. So Jeremy Renner should be hanging off a cliff going, when do I get my soul stone? And fucking Red Skull should be like, you don't. She killed herself. You didn't yeah. sacrifice she shit. She fought to die. You didn't choose to yeah. kill you her. You both are racing to kill yourselves, which means neither one of you get a soul stone. Yeah. Right. And it drives me nuts. And I know I need to let it go, but it just... It, Every time that scene starts, I know where it's going. I'm like, I can't handle this. Especially because, like, in the universe they've established, there was a way out of it where they push themselves off together. Like, they each yeah. kill one another. And because the Soul Stone creates a pocket universe, they could have lived, gotten out, and gone together to fight. There's so many ways, especially when... Like, and Natasha's smart enough to have known that. And my thing is... They're the ones making this shit up. This isn't how it works in the comics. Yeah. So they're doing whatever they want. So like, well, that's the rules. You made the fucking rules. So if you're yeah. going to make a terrible decision, at least own it. Like, do it properly. Like, it just, it drives me nuts. That sequence drives me so insane. It and also, all the people are like, well, the women on the production, the reason that Natasha died, because they said it'd make more sense for her to die. Like, you can't hide behind women just because... <sighs> it's a moment in the movie it's a moment in the movie that makes you start to think about the logistics of the rest of the movie and that's not a good thing for how big this how packed this movie is yeah you don't you're not supposed to have any time to think about how ridiculous this is and it just touches on so many things like the the barren woman sacrificing herself so the man can have his family and just there's yeah. so many layers to it, how insulting yeah. it is. Yeah, it's just the the two women problem in the movie. We'll get to the other one later. Uh, it's just, it's very just, come on, guys. Like, just fucking get it together. Like, it's unacceptable. They tried point. harder with her than they did with the gay character, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said we're talking about the Avengers. We're not talking about the director going, I'm gay. Oh, we got it in there, guys. We, we have you, a gay character. You mean his J.K. Rowling moment? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I just... Those directors have a lot of those moments for this movie. Oh yeah, this did movie... you know that Dumbledore was actually gay in this movie? Yeah. Oh my like, god. Like my god. Um, but beyond the problems with Black Widow, I actually think she did a really good job. I think that this is the first time they actually gave her something. She to acted do. the hell out of that yeah, she movie. She did great. She was yeah. amazing. That's why it hurt yeah. even more to lose her halfway oh, yeah. through. You know, I've never seen someone do a better job emotionally eating a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> and for me, it, that scene <laughs> that's between true. her and Captain America is fantastic like that's the first time i really felt that relationship that they established back in uh winter soldier it's like oh yeah these guys were close friends yeah and like i just i loved their back and forth i think both of them just nailed the emotion of the scene it was great it was really really well done and then it just kind of gets forgotten for a while it's like oh yeah here's all this emotional trauma that she's going through and we'll bring it up later when she's gonna die and I think that's kind of like the, the biggest problem with this movie as we start moving through most of the Avengers. We're going to, I think this will be kind of a common through line is that a lot of times it's just someone's going to pick up a ball and carry it five feet and then set it down and then maybe pick it back up again. But this movie has not just double duty, it's triple duty. It's trying to end a whole thing, trying to start new things and trying to be its own thing. It's 
there's going to be problems. They did a pretty damn good job. They did. For what they did, they did it well, but that doesn't mean we can't talk about things like lacking. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move. uh, So if that's Black Widow, let's talk Hawkeye, because that's obviously the next easiest one. Or Ronan in this movie is what we should be calling him, though nobody ever calls him that. Like, I will say the way they open this movie with him spending time with his children, specifically his daughter, and then suddenly just being left in a field going, where the fuck did my family just go? Like, what? having no knowledge of what's going on in Wakanda because he's cut off all ties and just complete obliviousness and the amount of desperation you'd start to feel well up in your chest of panic and everything. Like, I can't even imagine, like, what, because it makes sense then what he ends up doing of trying to murder every bad person that got to stay instead of his family. And I think it's the best opening any of these movies has ever had in terms of just the amount of gut punch, character work, and just how serious it is. Like, it's a very effective scene. And I just, I, it's one of those things where I'm like, that should have been a Disney Plus show. Is his turn into Ronin or a Netflix show? I know they don't Mini work with Netflix anymore. Sort of thing, yeah. But like something where it could have been violent and actually have teeth, like there, you just set yourself up for something amazing. And what we get is an action sequence that we don't actually see because it happens in a building that we're outside of. Yeah. And then the camera like cre- like conveniently walks around them as they're facing off, and you never see anything really happen. Yeah. It did feel very like Marvel Netflixy, like Daredevil yeah. in and that like, moment. And I think that's cool. I think that's a really yeah. good idea. And if they had actually gotten their shit together with, uh, I forget his name, like Jeff Loeb, I think it was, who did all the Netflix shows, and had <laughs> him working with Daredevil, that would have been an awesome scene. Yeah. If it turns out like, oh yeah, these two are actually working together. Just something like that, just something to throw some nod to the Netflix shows would have been really cool, and it would have really worked, I think, with Hawkeye. But instead, we just kind of get a quick scene that he's pretty much over being this crazy murder guy within about three seconds. Well, okay. Don't Nat, get my hopes up. Nat oh, I'm going to get your hope. hopes up. Yep. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess. And then right, in the throw and lay at the end of uh, Rogue One, yeah. they gave us hope. but i think that's kind of my biggest thing with them is like there's not really a lot like i feel like every movie like next time hawkeye's gonna have a ton of plot i I meant next time no infinity war he's gonna have a ton of plot in infinity war no we cut him out of infinity war it's all gonna be an end game though oh we cut him down an end game yeah he's so useless like but i don't disagree with you but he shouldn't be (laughs) his character could be great Sure, but they they didn't choose they that. Do, yeah. They choose not to. And so it's like it, trying to make him that emotional opening scene, like at face value, like, yeah, devastating. Yeah. But get me to like the real Avengers, yeah. please. Like That's... how Thor is the greatest of toughest Avenger. He's the least Avenger, at least in yeah. these movies. Well, it's just nice to know that in 20 movies, we're never going to be able to defend how like Hawkeye's used for the team. Right. To anyone who's nope. never encountered Hawkeye in anything before. It's like, well, I want to watch the movies. He's in the movies, right? No. He's, not, he's kind of in the movies. And then you're just going to see him and like, oh, bye. Yeah, yep. And he's not really <laughs> even... Well, he's a, he's trapped, actually, during a lot of the end fight, isn't he? Yep. Because he's not featured in that at all, either. <laughs> not helping he gets, Sam's useless argument at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, he gets his cute, like, uh, James Cameron moment with the alien sequence. Yeah. Yeah. And it does have my favorite thing that I just saw the meme this morning of uh, in the first time he and Black Panther meet, he goes, we haven't met yet. Hi, I'm Clint. And Black Panther goes, I don't care. <laughs> and then in this movie, Black the Panther first time they see each other, the first time they see each other since Civil War... He goes, Clint, give me the glove. 
It's like, oh, he didn't care, but he remembered. (laughs) (laughs) T'Challa is such a good diplomat, but he is all of us. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right, well, let's move into uh, the big green guy himself. Let's talk Hulk. I'm still a little bit confused on how the merging worked. So, like, I thought the way he describes it is that they are two halves of a coin. And I read that in stories before in book form, which mm-hmm. is really interesting to get the internals of it because you do get the the feeling of the two personalities. I did not get that from him at all. Like he really just felt like Bruce Banner got kind of jolly and is always the size of the Hulk. Yeah, I didn't get any Hulk. There's a, there's an hour of his character development missing somewhere yep. on the cutting yeah. room floor, especially yeah. given where we left him in Infinity War. He was like, we need to talk, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that talk. Like, Mark Ruffalo is a good enough actor and I've cared enough about Thor through these things. Or not Thor, Hulk. Because he has gotten to do a little bit more than, say, Hawkeye. Yeah, for sure. Well, Ragnarok alone, he's gotten a lot more. It it particularly stood up for me, though, the the lacking of that when he gets, um, I forgot the, the word for it, when he gets hit in the chest by the wizard uh, all my words today are just not there. And he gets disassociated oh, by girl, Tilda. Yeah, when yeah. my girl Tilda like when, takes him out of his body. Him. And then it's only Bruce. Like if they're supposed to be merged, shouldn't they both be there coming out of the body? I think so. But also. Well, I think the idea was that they are two halves of the whole and he is the body and he is the mind. So the body was knocked out and the mind is left. But is how I took it. But they had established the Hulk as a separate entity. Like, not, yeah. I don't know if he was supposed to be a separate soul or just a separate personality, but he was separate. But I think, I, I think, I think that's it wasn't that. just his body. That's why he said he merged. So yeah. it, it is now Hulk body, Bruce mind. And I, that's what I took as the merge. So she just wanted to talk to his mind without the body. So she just took the mind out. Yeah. But and after on a watching level, Ragnarok about Thor, or Hulk talking about how he would get angry that no one took him seriously, yeah. that's sad. I, I don't think it was very like flawlessly executed. I think yeah. it's exactly what John and Sam just said. It's missing an hour of story. Yeah. Like there is a, a good solid half hour short film they should have put on the DVD or the Blu-ray or the whatever it is where you find out how he did this. Yeah. Because just taking it like, yeah, I did it. It's great now. Look, I'm taking selfies. It just kind of. Especially because it was such a plot point in Infinity yeah. War. And I think Hulk has always been probably the most interesting in terms of his internal journey he's mm-hmm. my you know? favorite he's my favorite character of the avengers in this bunch just just to see him get he's one step above hawkeye this whole yeah this whole series of movies has been so sad because i love that character and well mark ruffalo is amazing and the things he can he's been able to do with that character has been so great well especially since kevin feige has been saying since ultron that if you pay attention to ultron ultron through the last avengers movie which we found out was endgame there is an arc for the Hulk that people will find satisfying as if he had his own movie. You missed. That didn't happen. You missed the huge moment yeah. of pathos where he actually has to confront the two parts of himself. Yep. And instead you just handed it up to us. Yep. And that doesn't, given what we went through in Ragnarok and what we went through in Infinity War, it's just, it's a shame. Because really that, that made sense. Like the from Ragnarok to Infinity <laughs> War, I'm like, all right, I'm on board. I see what they... I would still rather a Hulk movie, but I see what they were aiming for. Like, I can yeah. see the framework. Even if it's not perfect, it's good enough. And then we get to this one. It's like, ooh, we missed a chapter. Yeah. It's like, talk about exposition dump. It's more yeah. like exposition explain away. Now, Luncheonette. 
And all of that said, I still really enjoy the Hulk in the movie. Oh, I think he, I he's think he's hilarious. He's funny. I really like Ruffalo's performance with it. I think the idea of having a totally cognizant Hulk was actually really fun. And especially since we go like time travel back to the first Hulk and just seeing the two of them. Like, oh, that is so great. It's so good. It's, like, it's so great to see him so embarrassed at himself. Yeah. <laughs> and to see those all those jokes pay off. And then just his the Jolly Hulk was such a neat thing. Yeah. Having no idea that this was going to happen in this movie. Just to see him be so pleasant with glasses and holding the little taco for uh, Scott Lang. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is so great. This is like, give me more of him. This is amazing. Yeah, I, I thought it was all great. I, just, I wish we knew how he got there. But for for not having it, it was still good enough where I was entertained the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things when I walk away afterwards, I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. But while watching it, I think it works. I think it works really well. Uh, Thor. 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 Thor is... If I were to rewatch this movie again, it would only be the Thor scenes. And it's not just like, I know you guys know how much I love the Thor franchise. Mm-hmm. I think Chewie and I are right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's the best out of the. But MCU. I think his arc was the most complete and completely realized in the film. Like we see a really angry, really fucked up Thor from his decision yeah. in Infinity War. And it's the only one that carries through, I think, appropriately from Infinity War. He makes a decision out of anger. He thinks it's going to help himself. And then instead, it's just like PTSD city. And I think the that moment when he grabs his hammer and says he's still worthy after talking to his mom. Oh, yeah. Legit brought me to tears. It's I'm like getting so upset good. just thinking about it because he just. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, so just well done. In front of it, in front the of most his... amount of dialogue. In front right, of his mother, right no less. That she got. Yeah. I know. And it was like, I wish And she I... nailed it. She yeah. was so good. I mean, it's for we... Russo. That's what you expect. Yeah. But like, still. to have that moment with his mother again, just the convergent of all his movies, oh. like you said, and just the... Yeah, it just became more than just uh, Chris Hemsworth in a, uh, a fat suit making jokes at being fat. Like, it it be, transcended that. And it meant, oh, yeah. it meant so much to see him still be broken when he changed into his costume at the end and zapped it like he still has a ways to go but he's still in this like he's it's funny because he's a god but he's the most human character absolutely i love like it his arc just meant so much and i found it so inspiring and like at the end when he's just like finally free to be himself he chooses to go with Rabbit, you know? <laughs> the Asgardians of the galaxy. And when he let, like, when he just tells Valkyrie, I think, too, like, the fact that he let Valkyrie take over leadership, he saw she was better. Yeah. Like, it was, that's always, I've been sore about this since How to Train Your Dragon 2 when Hiccup didn't just say, hey, Astrid, I'm going to go ride off on my dragon. You're better, girl. I got that. I got a Viking telling the girl she's better, <laughs> and then flying of off into space. Dragon too. I'm I'm yeah. aware, but like that that happened within the first thirty minutes of the film. Yeah, and yeah. I've been carrying this with me. <laughs> and then my sweet, sexy, beefy Viking did the right thing by Tessa Thompson, and I can't wait for more Taika movies. And the other thing that I, I gotta say about <laughs> Thor is I honestly believe Hemsworth has gotten better each movie mm-hmm. and like that yeah. says something because he was good from the beginning like i loved him in the first thor that's part of the reason why thor was my favorite out of the first phase but when I you was... go back and you can see just it's raw it's early yeah it's young and it's like this is interesting and he was still good he's still very charismatic and a good looking guy and you can see why they wanted him for thor over say like uh tom hiddleston <laughs> yeah although i do love watching his audition tape because it's adorable <laughs> it's like oh look at you try to be big and tough but yeah uh, watch, but, <laughs> but watch chris in both uh thor one and uh cabin in the woods both those are like 
Like, yeah, I mean, just so young, like so just raw with it. And it's kind scene. of funny because you can look at the evolution of Thor. Like the first Thor movie is like a preteen. I'm going to be awesome. I'm born into this. Blah. Kenneth Branagh. Se- second. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tilt that camera. <laughs> the second Thor is like teenage years, hormones, dark, brooding, emo phase. Elves. Red goo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the, the third core, Thor, is, you know, your 20s. You have some freedom. You're going to have the fun. Quarter, You're going to take some uh, drugs. The quarter life crisis. <laughs> where you're like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> am then, I the god of hammers? And then these movies are then, like middle age. Like, I've seen some shit. Like, Infin- fuck, this is life. Infinity War is like, you have to pay taxes now. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. Oh, no. What, what is a 1044? <laughs> my hammer. Endgame is the government's taking away social security and you don't have a pension. <laughs> Endgame is you paying taxes after you claimed eight all year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Adult jokes. <laughs> but it kind of, you can view the movies kind of like that, right? It works. It's a very evolution yeah. of Thor. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, he, sell, he sells it so well. Hopefully he gets a good retirement plan as, as a Guardians of the Galaxy. We'll find out. I also Oh, uh, that's freelance work, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, because of the whole James Gunn thing, that's not the movie coming out next. Yeah. They're getting Love and Thunder next. So we'll see what happens. I also really like that Thor's been like such a refuge. Like, it's how to be a man in an age where like toxic masculinity is so rampant. Because he starts off very like brash, bravado, yeah. throwing yeah. mugs. I'm a man. And... At the end, he cedes control to a woman. So, because he, it's a great evolution. He steps aside for yeah. Steve. He steps aside for Valkyrie. He realizes that the strength is in his humility. But he and won't it's... step aside for Star Lord. No, why wouldn't you? <laughs> we all know who's in charge. Star yes. Star Lord. Star Lord is like, yeah. Star Lord is like Thor a couple movies so, ago. You know, yeah. he's so gonna teach that little he's baby. He's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, I think so the introduction of Star-Lord in this one, where they just knock him over the face after yeah. his intro scene, I laughed out loud both times because I love that in Back to the Future. Like when they do that, they, yeah. they've, they've Back to the Future to this and all those moments have been fun. But that one especially, seeing the Star-Lord get whacked in the face and just like, oh God. All over. So Back to the Future was bullshit? <laughs> oh, poor Ant-Man. All right, we got one more Avenger and then we'll kind of move into the movie a little two bit more. more. Yeah, two oh, more. two more. Uh, Three more if we ever want to talk about Ant-Man. Well, I don't count him as an original Avenger. Okay. He's not an original in this. Fuck Ant-Man. Yeah, I love Ant-Man. But <laughs> uh, so, oh my God, who am I blanking on? Iron Man. And, Iron and Man. Cap. Captain America. Captain America. That's How do I forget Captain America? I mean, it's America's ass. I mean, if we did want to add a technical Avenger, be a girl Pepper Potts, but... She's only an Avenger at the end of this movie. She's been an Avenger the whole damn time. No, she she was Black Widow before Black Widow. How? No, I refuse to see her shunted off to the sideline like a secretary. Tony would never have joined the Avengers without Pepper, and it was so fucking satisfying to see her that in the rescue That doesn't make her an suit. Avenger, though. That makes her an advisor. But that's like saying that Nick Fury wasn't an Avenger. He she, isn't an Avenger. He's not. He's the okay, well, manager. <laughs> she's like... She's like a better Nick Fury because she sure, stuck I'll give it you out. That, that yeah, dumb I'll bitch is hiding in the shadows. Anyway, Pepper I'm, Potts, my girl, yeah. rescue. Love I'm her. fine with all that, but she's not an Avenger. Well, she is at the end of the movie because everyone is. Everyone who happened to be Avengers. I've been waiting for that since Iron Man One. <laughs> well, you got it. I did. It showed up. It made. Uh, it was like the coolest. Like that scene was so lame, them, but she was so cool. Yeah. Anyway, them back anyway, to Captain America. Yeah, Captain America. Captain America. America's ass. America's ass. 
Mm. All right, now Iron Man. <laughs> I, I, as far as yeah, I think I realize we've been talking for a while. Let's move through these guys. <laughs> I did like that he got his dance with Peggy. He did. He did, and, and it was so amazing. I think as far as movies go, this opened right and this ended right. It didn't. It ended wrong, and I can explain why. Do tell. Oh, do tell. They have a fucking time machine, so they can end up anywhere in time. At the end of Captain America: The First Avenger, he has a date. With Peggy Carter. Time and place. At an event. At an event. He has a time machine. You make that date because now you can. And then your movie ends beautifully. Unless he's going to be in hiding. I'm like crying. Because Peggy has been waiting for that. I watched her for two seasons after that missed date. You make the date. You have a fucking time machine. Especially because it's Steve and he's a gentleman. Exactly. <laughs> to be fair, the Russos didn't watch the first Captain America movie. Clearly, but <laughs> still. <laughs> Could you just imagine the end of it? She just goes to the date because she said she was going to be there and she's kind of sad, but she's also, he saved the world. And some guy hits on her and she's like, no, no, I'm waiting for somebody. I'm doing this And then him. somebody hands her a drink. He's like, sorry, I made you wait so long. And the movie ends right there. I would love it if it's like Chad Michael Murray that hits on her. And that's why he was so mad through all the series. That would have been hysterical. Uh. <laughs> but seriously, if you ended on him actually making the date, perfect. Instead, we get nice. Yeah, it was nice. I'm fine with nice. If he's, but it could have been perfect. Yeah, if it, the only the way I can explain that is that somehow he lives out his rest of his life with her in like hiding or something so that he doesn't influence a timeline. How did he give back a soul stone? How I did he don't like know. he had to meet the Red Skull? You can't dive into what he does in his time journey. Yeah, he had, just, he had to and that's, really a, falls apart. and that's okay. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm willing fine. I I need to concede this yeah. because like it is a comic book film and exactly. it's most yeah. comic book yeah. and time travel is never going to be perfect unless you're like Bill and Ted. I yeah, think if you really want to pull the strings <laughs> it's going to fall apart like crazy. Yeah, so I'm just going to let it go. I think yeah. as far as what it what they wanted to do with the movie in terms of giving Captain his rest, giving him his yeah. like peace again, I think that's where that works. It still would have worked if you made the date. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> But as far as just a still moment ending with something so un-comic book-like with them just dancing, yeah. it was a nice touch for me. And like, he came home to her. Yeah. Like, I, I think... It's still kind of better. No, I know. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree with Not, you. It was, yeah. a beauti- it was a nice sequence. It wasn't yeah. a wonderful sequence, but it yeah. was nice. Uh, uh, Iron Man. Iron Man's where we started getting into a bit of the debate of this movie of like when you click your fingers, how do you make sure you have the right thing yeah, in that's your true. head? <laughs> Don't think of marshmallows. Don't think of marshmallows. Don't think of marshmallows. It first started if it with just the started raining cheeseburgers. Because he has Ah, damn it. Oh my god, cloudy with a chance of Avengers. But because the a lot of this movie hinges on when he goes back to the Avengers and says, I will help. Uh, we will get what we lost, but I will not give up what I have gained. Is, I don't, is that's pretty yeah, much the right pretty close, yeah. Yeah. yeah, close enough. So then to like in that moment when the Hulk puts on the glove and I'm like, okay, you got to have it in your head. Bring back everything we've lost, but don't erase the last five years. You have to have the right sentence in your brain for that snap. Otherwise, you fuck things up and you just took away Tony's daughter. (laughs) Or, like, just his experience of raising her. However, like, what could happen? Well, you bury Alan it and he ends up with his son. Like, what? Wait, what? 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 (laughs) I mean, this is. Sorry, DC again. My bad. This isn't about time. This isn't. I, I mean, I do think with the. You know, it's one like, of those things where, like, it's a, it's like a comic movie. Smartest, you have to assume yeah, you have two of the smartest people in the yeah. world with yeah. some of the smartest, most intuitive rocks 
ever yeah. magicked. I think we're fine. Yeah. I, and I love the end sequence when he when Iron Man gets to do his click and he yeah. clicks and he says, I am Iron Man. So good. If he somehow didn't clear his mind at the right moment, everyone could have just turned into Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like he has to say, I am Iron Man, and then have it the right thing in his head to go, get rid of Thanos cronies, or get rid of current Thanos cronies, because you don't want to get rid of Gamora and uh, Nebula. Yeah. So. I can just imagine the personification of the stone sitting there being like, how do we parse this out? You can't say get it's rid like of a wish. In, it's like yeah. a, a shitty DM with a wish spell. <laughs> you can't say get uh, rid of enemies because that just gets rid of a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, that's what I do. Shoot, yeah, get shoot. rid of all my enemies. And Thor's like, oh. wait, what I do? <laughs> oh, my cat would be so mad at me, but I'm very tired. <laughs> so, so I've always, for some reason, always kind of had that thought like, what if I got a lamp? You know, you got to be really careful about your wishes, people. Did you just watch like Wes Craven's Wishmaster too many times? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I do like that they took the route of that. Even though we're joking about it, just having something to make the alternate timeline still compelling enough to stay. I thought that was a nice touch. My my thing with it was I went into this movie expecting not to like Iron Man. And I don't know why. Like I went in not like as like a character, but like just me as a fan just being done with Iron Man. Because well, I just kind of is- got burnt out on him over the years. Because like, I never felt like he was the leader of the Avengers. Because yeah. I've read comics my whole life. And yeah. He's never the leader of the Avengers. I did get tired Avengers. of them always kind of trying to hammer home. He's the most important one. Yeah, and it's like, it's Captain America. Mm. Like, it's in his freaking title. And also, like, but, at the end of Civil War, you're not siding with Iron Man. Exactly. No. So, like, I've always been no. kind of, not always, but recently I've been kind of burnt out on him. And I love Robert Downey Jr. I think he does great with the character. But either way, I'm just kind of like, I went in expecting to go, like, finally, done with him. And I think he did great. Like, I think he sold it. And especially, like, and I, I even read that the, the I Am Iron Man was a reshoot. He was supposed to be silent. Like when they originally did it, he was silent and he clicked. And like, we got to have him say something. He's asking for a response. So he had to go back and he had, apparently he didn't want to do the line. It took three different people to convince him that this is the way to do it. And they were all right. I think it worked perfect. I loved it. Like I got chills. The first yeah. time I saw it, the, I am inevitable. It's like, well, this isn't going to work. And just that look of, I am Iron Man. Especially because that's so good. what started it all. Of, yeah, like exactly. the end of the first so film, good. he just walks out all the bravado in the world. <laughs> No suit, like we don't have to fuck around with secret identities. This is a new kind yep. of thing a new bravado. Like yeah. he, the yeah. bravado it hasn't changed, his maturity has, and it's a great. It's payoff. so good. It's, yeah, because he's sacrificing himself instead of putting himself out there. You know, yeah. like it's it's really cool, like a very humble adventure. Yeah. And I really liked his sequence with his dad. I and did that too. Was a cute I moment. love I liked... John Slattery as Howard Stark. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the best part of uh, Iron Man Two. Is not a great film, but the sequence in between them was one of my favorite in the Marvel universe. Oh, with so the... to get to see them interact again yeah, was yeah. so special. And they they play off each other really well. They like do. they really play the father son aspect really well. They like you feel can see it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I like seeing John Slattery. Like, I think he's good. Yeah. Um, in my head I always refer to him as Sterling yeah I do too <laughs> I can't help it and it was nice to be able to get some community folk in there yeah. well they always bring in somebody oh my yeah. gosh that whole sequence when he kind of walks in front of her just so she can't stare at Iron Man yeah. or suit yeah, Captain, Captain America, America anymore yeah. and be like don't recognize him and she's just totally looking at her like I know you from that somewhere that guy oh. looks so I know we already covered Cap but like when he hail hydra Frank Grillo so I was good. so happy <laughs> Brian and I actually talked about it like can you imagine how confused he's going to be when the other sequences happen and he, they're like Hydra rising and then Captain throws a 
shield at him. He's like, what? I thought you were a Hydra. You told me you were a Hydra. <laughs> you Who told you that? Bitch. You did. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just so great. Because it... Like everything after that would have just like made him look so stupid. Oh yeah, he's like, I could have sworn he was on our side. No, he's he's our arch nemesis. What are you talking about, Crossbones? <laughs> You're so You're on stupid. desk duty. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's the original Avengers. Let's kind of talk just about the the movie itself in general. Feelings on it, like what works for you, what didn't work for you. I I know we all kind of are. I will still keep seeing the Marvel movies. I still enjoy them. I'm just kind of done podcasting about them. But I think that kind of speaks to the nature of the movie. And I think that's kind of where I'll start with it. I like the final feel of it. I mm-hmm. I kind of wish they'd spent less time setting up their Disney Plus shows and Phase 4. And I stuff. still don't understand but what WandaVision is going to be about. I don't either. But I'll watch it because I, I think she's great. They got a MacGuffin vision back somehow. Yeah, somehow. Um, but I do kind of wish they'd spent a little less time with that. But they really didn't kill too much. Like, it wasn't Iron Man 2 levels of setting up the Avengers. It was really just like... Hey, Loki escaped. I bet. And there's a Loki show in the works. So there you go. Like they really just kind of like the little hits here and there. But overall, I I just kind of wish they had just focused more on being this. Yeah. Like just being the celebration of the end. Like just, just let it be. If it would have been great if the movie didn't have to sell some other things too. Yeah. And had just been a complete thing. Cause the movie does like after watching this movie, the whole of Marvel, everything feels complete. Yeah, it feels done. It feels concluded, satisfying. And now we're going to get into that. Like, I mean, I hope that for people's job's sake that these things keep doing well. And I mean, I mean, Spider-Man crushed it. So yeah. That's... So like, and, and they're going to be doing well. But for me, thematically, like, there's nothing more that I feel like I need to see. Yeah. Because it began Anything... with Iron Man and ended with Iron Man, began with Captain America and ended with him like the set. It's done. Yeah. So every time they're like, check out what's coming next. I'm like, I don't really care. I care. I'll probably still want, watch it. I want to see like Disney to live up to what they say and finally give us some good Marvel themed female movies. Like yeah. not just one. Give us many. That give us a t- female meetup movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like just, Well, that's what like I I don't think it's going to be Black Widow. As soon as no. they said when it takes place, I'm like, well, shit. Like When did I, I didn't hear when it's taking place. It takes place, place uh, after Civil War. It's so dumb. Oh. Like it should have been about Budapest. That's what it should have been. We would have finally they, made yeah. Jeremy Renner's character worthwhile. Dead a thousand times. Like, there's there's a just of, so many opportunities yeah. after Civil War to make it not about her. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to take every single one of them. Yeah. <sighs> so it's just like, yeah. But, but that's the thing is, even in the upcoming it, slate. If it's after Civil War, isn't she supposed to be with Captain America the whole time? I think so. So if it's just another Winter Soldier. Was it Winter Soldier or was it? Yeah, it's Winter Soldier. There's the two of them teamed up the whole time, it's right? Just, yeah. Whatever. Because, yeah, it'll end up being about him, not her. I, I really hope not. I don't. I think they know enough to know if they do that, they're going to lose a shitload of people and money. And Disney is all sure about not losing money. I'm not sure if they do because right now they're blaming the fans for not liking uh, oh, Star Wars Land. Star Wars Land. <laughs> yeah. Instead of like being like, well, maybe you we made a mistake. You opened it too early. There was only <sighs> one ride prepared and you guys have and been And that losing... ride has potentiality to suck depending on who you ride it with. Yeah. <laughs> and all the other experiences, you have to spend money to have that experience. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. So, it's, it's like, so yes, they don't necessarily know that they're making the wrong decision. I guess that's true. We'll see. I mean, I, I'm i hoping for the best because I really like Scarlett Johansson. Over like the last five years or so, she's become like one of my favorite actors. I think she's great. Yeah. And I like the idea of her getting her own movie that people won't immediately go, that's terrible because she shouldn't have been cast in it. It's like, no, this is a full-blown action movie 
with her and people are on board for it. So for that alone. And we all agree alone, she's awesome. Exactly. Like we've yeah. all seen her through to the yeah. end. There's no disliking her. And she's had hallucinations because of these outfits they stick her in. Yeah. So, so I like, would like them for her to like exactly. get something out so of it. So I'm hoping, I have really good hopes for that one. But, but now- but I agree with you. Then on the pot, like, but now I can actually be selective. Now that this whole arc is over and like I've seen all these, I don't, I'm not missing out. I can yeah. now wait for it's like, Give me the the one I want, like, and so, I will wait until you do. Exactly, and it's like, for, I'm probably not going to see one until Doctor Strange two or Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, because but, I don't. Need but to like, care. if you were to if you were to take the time to watch Far From Home, mm-hmm. there's a 20 minute sequence in it that is on par with the end of this movie, as far as like comic book goodness. Okay. They hit it out of the park so well; it's insane. And it's like for those moments, I'll still show up. But I get why people aren't. Even with all like the things that we've been kind of talking about, how they kind of go like this is coming and this is coming, this is coming. Well, is, it's, it's more of like the that first excuse. Movie coming out next, I forgot. The next movie is Black Widow. It, it that is the next one. Mm-hmm. I think it's next February. Oh. Phase four is weird. We'll get to phase four at the very end of this. That's what we're doing instead of a review system is phase four stuff. So don't worry, okay. phase four is coming. Um, I but haven't read anything about phase four. Don't, the question you'll still be able to answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's one question, but you'll be. Uh, able this to is answer. how tired I am, though. Like <laughs> I and I. This is not to say that I did, disliked any of the experience. Like it's really cool to think about where I was when I saw Iron Man and yeah. where I like how I got to see this movie and and it's fun because it's definitely like a cultural touchstone and it's been so fun to be part of it. Oh yeah, like. That's awesome, but I'm I'm so done. <laughs> but like that's the thing is like being part of this has been awesome, and having this movie to cap it all off was great. It was a party we were all invited to. We got to, we got the privilege to pay to go. Uh, well, and it was an experiment that worked. It that worked making, making a serialized movie, and it's like that's interesting. And yeah. the things that you can do with that, if you have the you know a billion million infinity money that Disney has, yeah, and the power, you could tell other stories in a serialized way too. Maybe you can you know, bring some TV to movies in terms of yeah. serialized storytelling. Yeah. There, there's a lot. It's the, the door that this thing kicked open should be really interesting to see what people do with it. As long as they don't just keep trying to copy them. Mm-hmm. Cause the more they copy, the more it doesn't work. It's shown it, to fail. Every time. Yeah. Every time somebody's try to copy them, it's failed. But if you do your own thing, it can work. Uh, but back to end game. So I, I think my biggest complaint that I, I told people before was I don't like that we got rid of Infinity War Thanos. That's always kind of driven me a little nuts because, and I, on the most recent rewatch, it made more sense to me just uh-huh. from a storytelling standpoint. <sighs> um, but to explain it, the Thanos we got in Infinity War had emotional stakes in that story. He'd been doing this for a long time. He'd been searching for a long time. He had to kill his only, his favorite daughter, as he describes her, to get there. So he was emotionally invested and that version that we saw in the beginning of the movie was him done. He was Sam with Marvel movies at the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking done. So when he gets killed, it's like, eh, whatever. And then we replace him with the Guardians of the Galaxy Thanos, who has no emotional baggage in this whatsoever. And he's a punchable bad guy, easily defeatable. The one that we got from Infinity who ups War. the stakes by saying, instead of 50%, going to kill you all and remake yeah. the universe yeah. in my just image. Like, like, I am more yeah. evil. Yeah, just more empty promises that we all know. Like, cause, especially because you're watching Endgame. You know he's going to lose. But at the same time, we had one of the best villains they've ever created. And now we got a way lesser version of him because the stakes aren't there anymore. He has no. He's an opportunist in this movie. In the other movie, he was a conqueror. He earned those stones. 
In this one, he showed up at the right time and place. And Infinity War did a good job of setting that up. Yeah. Every, they, uh, against any other villain that's ever come in on the Marvel side of things, he, like, he was a villain. Yeah. He made sense, and the whole thing ma- works. Like, I could be on his side if he made a good enough argument. Yeah. Like, that's... That hasn't happened. And this and Thanos wasn't that. No. And he was still an engaging villain because Josh Brolin's a good actor. And I think the, the effects on him were great. And I love, I love watching a whole bunch of superheroes try to fight one guy. It's one of my favorite things in the world. And this one had that perfect with Captain Thundercap, Thor, and with Iron Man all trying to fight him. And it was just like, you guys are losing bad. And it's awesome. And it's so good. But that emotion isn't there. And, and it, it's a bummer. And when you really boil it down to... All that needed to happen for his nebula to turn off her Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Neb. <laughs> She's, you know, that's that's typical her, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what Just I love. Just turn off your Wi-Fi. I love how important Nebula became because I've always had such a soft spot for her. Like, yeah. I know she's bad when we meet her, but like. She's, she's got so, baggage too. She's so abused. Well, yeah. In the original comics with Infinity Gauntlet, she's the one who wins. Yeah. She saves the day. That makes sense cuz yeah. emotionally the stakes are there for her. Like she she was th- like she was snapped by Thanos before the rest of the universe. Yeah. She was like look at what will happen to you if you don't stop him yeah. and it's you will be incomplete. You will be half a person and like I I wish they had done a little bit more right by her, but I feel like given what they'd set up and that this was an Avengers movie yeah. and not Nebula's arc it was just cool. I think they did a good job with it. I especially like her killing the old version of herself. Like that is just like, whoo. I liked them playing finger football. Yeah. That was just a, like, yeah. She just like, she's trying, she's like super like into it. Like, oh, oh I just, how do I play this game? Oh, you won. I just love the, did you have fun? Yes. Yes. <laughs> My, she's like defensive while she's saying She's yes. so good in this. <laughs> My parents named their dog after her well before Infinity War came out. That's awesome. And they were so happy because they're like, oh, she's a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think to that point you said about Nebula shooting herself, though, this movie does pay off a lot of those moments and really just puts them on screen, like yeah. the themes. And in a way that the other movies have been able to kind of drag the goalpost a little bit and kind of wait and hold off on things. But seeing Nebula shoot herself, yeah, you know, seeing all the imagery, it's, it's, but like, it's really compelling and really good. But that's a galactic therapist or something. Yeah. Unless anybody else had any other big complaints, I kind of want to move into that final action sequence and kind of go through those beats and then we'll move into the end of this thing. Uh, was that. There, the was there any other major complaint that no? we need to yeah, get out of the way? Yeah, the stupid kid from the third Iron Man movie being at the funeral <laughs> and then other dudes trying to tell me how that was a great moment. So I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was left oh. to everyone going, who the fuck was that at the end that of the movie? That was just somebody from Iron Man 3 got their way. Yeah. Because somebody's uh, like, no, no, no. He was supposed to be the next Iron Man. That's what we were setting up. Come on. Clearly. No. Everyone, like, no, nobody wanted him. Most like, people, no, come on. Most people, at least me, forgot he was even a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just assume Shuri's going to be the next Iron Man because she wears the same colors and yeah. is better. Yeah. Or, uh, or Morgan. Morgan or, or anyone who we care about. Yeah. Not yeah. the stupid kid from Iron Man. Not 3. the kid from Iron Man. 3. Yeah. That kid was annoying. Yeah. Like he uh, Shane Black out Shane Blacked himself with that one. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. End of the movie. We got all these gargantuan moments, all these payoffs for 21 movies, 22 movies, just one after another for a half hour straight. And I got to say it was pretty awesome. Oh, um, there was one that I recently saw that Dan Slott, the writer of Amazing Spider-Man for 10 years, took major issue with. And I went, oh, I guess I could kind of see that. Uh, Spider-Man is not known for killing anyone. He doesn't kill. 
And when he gets surrounded, he goes, activate instant kill. And he kills everything around him, which just doesn't feel very. It's not Spider-Man in general. He's never yeah. been a chance to be his own Spider-Man. He's been Iron Man Spider-Man. Exactly. So that's why I'm kind of like, this isn't normal Spider-Man. So I'm kind of okay with it. I can see why Dan Slott, who spent 10 years writing this character and loves this character, would be like, that's not the one I wrote. It's like, yeah, but he isn't. But yeah, that, yeah, it's not the one you yeah, wrote. Yeah, it's not the that's one okay. you wrote. The one yeah. you wrote didn't get a suit from Iron Man. He I made his he own suit. at some point. But did still, he? yeah. Mm. But either he's, way, it's he's like... He's acting no, in line with the character that I do, exactly. they've yeah. created, for I better do, or worse. Yeah. He's very react- He's a very reactionary Spider-Man in these movies. Yeah, and I think I think it worked, especially because it was a payoff to the Spider-Man movie where he takes off the training reel program and like activate instant kill is like, what? No. So that's when he found out he had that. <laughs> and it's kind of a cool moment. So yeah. this is kind of a cool callback to that. Like, Oh, I can do this. Yeah. So I liked it. I think yeah. it worked. I thought Spider-Man was great in like the three scenes he had. I really liked Tom Holland in the role and I never thought I would. Cause I still like Andrew Garfield. He's my boy. Um, but I think he did a good job for what he had to do. I think he did. A good and they job. managed to like show, keep it like show his age in this fight like in combat it's it's interesting to see how like he's very kid-like and they yeah. really somehow do that well where he's like holding on to the thanos glove just like a little child it, it was very interesting to see a younger yeah. spider-man and how they played with that yeah and then to ask somebody who just flew through a ship like three times like it's <laughs> butter go how are you gonna get this but, there okay, that, that's, 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 that's that line <laughs> still annoys me because it's like i just flew through a ship these are just what people. do you think i'm, I'm going, going right to... through yeah i'm gonna be fine <laughs> God. <laughs> it's but, gonna be a cloud of blood and then i'm gonna get to where i need to be but Have as far as like seen cl- the boys opening scene yeah. <laughs> but as far as like clueless kids go like that that yeah they do that really well and i was impressed by that but that does lead to i think the i i don't like the scene personally i know a lot of people out there do i don't like the the female power at moment Ugh, no it's so lame it's so disney going Look, we're trying. Look, we it's recognize like, there's two genders in this fight. Like, Just two, them, though, because this is Disney. Then let uh, them fight, like, <laughs> with the guys. It Like, it's so tokenizing. Yeah. It is. It was a very tokenizing moment, and it was a weird experience in the theater, because it was like, yeah. Uh, Especially when I you fell for it for a little bit in the theater. I, I'm I like, did, oh, too. yeah, and way to go. Wait, why? how OP Captain Marvel is. All of them, though, at that <laughs> yeah. point, like, everyone is, like, that team of women is so much stronger than the guys that we've just seen yeah. fighting and you're just like oh yeah you've been fucking us for 10 years yeah it's like we had a scene with scarlet witch where she beat thanos yeah she won she was moments away yeah and then they had to pull a cheap trick to get rid of her like same yeah. with captain marvel I, yeah he had to pull a stone out and smash her with it exactly like yeah so we just saw two women almost beat him how are they gonna get through all those people they're gonna walk <laughs> or they're going to take Valkyrie's fucking flying horse. How are they going to get through yeah, him yeah, easily? Did, since when did she have that flying horse anyways? Ah, did she, did and the walk a, looked cool. And the walk was very much the pose of just a tokenizing pose. Cause yeah. Like, especially when uh, for, the wasp and, shows up and, and she's like, oh, I'm here for, too for the women moment, right? Yeah. No, the weird, the funniest one <laughs> Don't to even me. get me started about how much they fuck. Oh, I just, I hate Ant-Man and wasp is better. And I just, I will never be over it. That's fine. I don't disagree anyway. with that. Yeah, I no, really can't. No. I like Ant Man. I, I think also think it's funny though. in that moment where I really like Mantis. She's a cool character, but she's an empath. Yeah. What <laughs> the frick is she going to she's do? She's not exactly a battle character. <laughs> sleep, 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 sleep. Like, what the hell? Although, if she had jumped on one of those giant flying slug things and been like, sleep, I would have been all over this movie 10 times more. Oh, why didn't they do that? I don't know. 
That would have been amazing. Forget, she put a whole planet to sleep. She could put one of those big warm things to forget sleep. Forget the Captain America ending. I'll just drop it. Have her put those creatures to sleep. I'm not going to drop the Captain America ending, but I agree you with sleep, you. You sleep, you sleep, you sleep. You sleep. Yeah, oh, finger gunning it. Pew, pew, you sleep, you sleep, you sleep. It's just Valkyrie like dropping her on people. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. See, that's better than what they gave us, which was a tokenizing oh, moment of women. If we had seen like... Like from the first Avengers movie, one of the things crash and land, like just kind of like how it did up to the Hulk the last time. And she just hops off like, what did you just do? I put him to sleep. <laughs> it would have been amazing. <laughs> He's having good dreams. Because <laughs> she could totally play a moment like that. Oh, yeah. like that's the, the great thing about me. She's so good. She could have sold it. But yeah, yeah, if anything, that scene does really tell us all. This signals right to They're it. They're just side characters. They're just side characters. And here we gave you a crumb. You like it? Yeah. No, no. Here's your cookie. Yeah, here's I want your... a face. It's even four. shaped like a slice of cake. You're standing <laughs> in a triangle. <laughs> oh man, perhaps less of a, a terrible moment than that. I say, yeah. Let's get out of the terrible part of the because the rest of the scene is great. One, that I, part I have is one very problematic, very nitpicky gripe, and it's when the reveal of uh, Captain America being able to use the hammer. Uh, oh, oh, please continue with your gripe before I throw yeah. this table at you. And yeah, I was going to say, but then I'm getting ready. Here, we'll but hear. then Thor goes, "I knew it," as if he didn't. He know. didn't know. Like what? It was. It's a weird callback inconsistency where they're playing. Um, in the one with the robots, the bunch of robots. Ultron. Ultron. He's he like Captain. Know, Captain America Thor, can almost lift it up. Yeah, and Thor was uncomfortable. That Thor was uncomfortable with it, but he's known the whole time. But he's known that Captain America is pretty much worthy to lift that hammer yeah. so then yeah when when that scene happens he's like i knew it it was very much a here's the directors and the audience like this is the audience moment to be the audience is speaking through thor he's not thor in that moment he's just us in response to like i knew it but thor is also always a giddy little kid like yeah. I, so it, but for me that's just a, a nitpicky great yeah. and that's all it is it's just it took me out for the briefest of seconds before the rest of it put me back in. I think I was too busy cheering to care. <laughs> <laughs> I I do wish he had actually yelled Avengers Assembled instead of almost kind of whispered it. Avengers Assemble. Yeah. It's one of those moments where it's like, yes, we finally heard him say Avengers Assemble and it didn't really make any sense and he only kind of said it to himself. But I guess we'll take what we can get. Yeah, but there's a yeah. lot of we'll take what we... Because at the end, we don't really get another thing. But this would have been exactly what you said. It's the perfect moment for Avengers. And it's the Assemble! last. And run. It's like, the last time we're going to get that. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. This is a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. And they yeah. went for the subdued. Because like, my thing is, and there's no way to know this, obviously, when they're making Ultron and Joss Whedon refused to let Chris Evans finish the word assemble. He only let him say Avengers. Uh, and they cut. It's like, well. If you had known this is what we're going to get for Avengers Assemble, you should have let him do it then because the moment would have been better. Mm -hmm. Well, Josh didn't know he was going to get fired. He didn't get fired. He or quit. Or let go or <laughs> yeah. whatever it was. He was done. He left. He had to go fuck up Justice League. Sorry, I'll stop bringing up DC. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so the rest of that moment, I who had a who had the best one? It's probably... So it, wasn't it was for me the best moment was just Thor still being fat when he like puts on his uniform, <laughs> and then when the when the portals open, I mean that was the portal, chilling. I think like, it's the it's got to be the the Falcon on your left. 
Yeah. Yeah. So good. And I'm like, so you're just watching this happen first and waiting for the good moment to say on your left? That's, Dude, just get there. That's total that's, Falcon shit, though. That's, and that's comic book. Goober. That's comic book 101. Like, you go back to like the Dark Knight. Like, how long was Batman in that room waiting for the Joker to oh, say I something know. for like, you're going to love me? <laughs> <laughs> Three hours. Three hours. He's just talking for like forever. And Batman's just creeping behind everyone. I'm like, shh, I'm waiting for a good moment. I really have to take a piss. Oh, Batman's here. Shh, 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 shh. How I'm going to catch him off guard. How the, is this not really big cloak just making a lot of noise around? But. Something I noticed. Technology. <laughs> something I came to appreciate about that moment where everyone shows up is the soundtrack. I think as far as goose flesh and like being just like, so like oh God, it's happening. They're here. They're assembling. Yeah. That, that weird youthful comic book glee that as you read the panels translated perfectly as the moment, like the music swelled. I think the soundtrack has a lot of, you know, props to give I, to them for that i really enjoy the marvel theme like just that mm. normal theme and when it swells it's great like they did a really good job with it but for me i was already on cloud nine like when everybody showed up i was already up yeah like i was as high as i could be from the moment captain america picked up the hammer like i read fear itself like back when, i think that was the last time it happened and when he did it in that and i'm like this book is great even though the book is fucking horrible <laughs> don't read fear itself it's terrible but having Thundercap is great. And then the second he did it, and even with the I knew it, I was in it. I was in it 100% the whole way through. And then all of his fight with it, his whole fight oh, of just throwing, that throwing the, the shield, shield and then hitting it with a hammer back at him. Like all of it with is so blast. well done. It's like, Jesus. Like I've only seen the movie twice. I've Since I've bought it, I've watched that sequence once a day because it's <laughs> so good. And it brings me joy every time. Like every time. Like for me, it's the best they've done with like just comic book action since the the airport scene in Civil War. That's the thing though, because it is just pure joy. Yeah. Like uh, the no holds barred. Uh, even the parts that we're nitpicking, it like adds up to such a wonderful whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else haven't we hit in that sequence? There's so much in that whole thing. I'm still. I am still annoyed that Groot doesn't have a moment. I agree with that. I wish Captain There's... Marvel had shown up earlier. Like, if she's going to be the next like leader of the team, like if that's what they want for her, she should have shown up yeah. more than just. I just don't. It just shows more that the guys directing this movie, I always Russo brothers. Russo brothers, yeah. They, but they didn't know what she was going to be. They didn't know how to treat her. And that's true. I mean, I still I... think Marvel doesn't know what she is or how to treat her. So. Yeah, and I, that, but... that personally, that extends to the comic books as well because she's yeah. still kind of a mess. At least since Deconic stopped writing her, Deconic got it. She got it. Well, that's full. Yeah, that's why she even got a. They've had a wonderful. Yeah. They've had a wonderful template since Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the cartoon, yeah. uh-huh. and they've just chosen to disregard it because it's centered around friendship. Yeah, like she can't just be a lone wolf hero, which is all these dudes know. Yeah, and that's what's so frustrating is like for Captain Marvel to work as a female superhero. She it's because she like values her friends that even though she's way op she still has like this yeah it's her fatal flaw like she's just she's a friend and that's what like in the comics when she teamed up with guardians for such a long time like that's why that was so much fun to read because she mixed with them very well like the way they write that makes sense it worked and like this movie this movie still has a few moments with her that i think are really great like i love i love her meeting peter parker like just the hi i'm peter parker hi peter parker do you have something for me like yeah (laughs) it's like her delivery of that line was just chef's kiss yeah <laughs> it's just like he's such a child in that yeah. moment and it's just wonderful but to the point of like her arriving so late even though she did it was still part of that sense of glee when she did show up because it's like who hasn't shown up yet 
Why is why are the yeah. bad guys freaking out? Why are they freaking out? What's going on? Oh, that does. I fall for that. Those moments where it's like, here she comes and she just tears everything well, yeah, apart. Yeah, especially. Uh, I don't want to take Chewie's point. I think I know where she's going. I just have a little bit of an issue with unless we're going with the whole, it's a wide wide universe and not everyone can know each other idea of. Why does Thanos know her or doesn't know her? Like you'd think he would be aware of her if she is so amazing and flying around. Especially interstellar since stuff. his lieutenant Ro- Ronan was very aware of her. Yeah. yeah, like he does. Like maybe that's why he doesn't have a quib for her because he's not going to bother with having a quib. He's just too busy trying to fight he was her. Really hoping I don't he'd really snapped know. her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole time he's like, I'm sure she's gone. Because I just feel- she has to be gone, right? <laughs> Half she's of the not, pop- I'm going to lose this fight. Half of the population and Captain Marvel. <laughs> so, yeah, I just feel like there should have been a moment, either with her beforehand or him or something about like how they knew of each other. Because it really felt like they should have. I, I don't disagree with you. It doesn't really bother me too much because it's, the it's end just, is just pure victory lap. Again. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it just it speaks to it's more a flaw in like having Captain Marvel's story start in the 90s and yeah. not post Infinity <laughs> War because like how'd she let Ego spread his seed like she would have yeah. been aware yeah but, th- there's know, a lot of those, whatever that's just yeah. that's that's beyond this movie and like her inclusion in this movie was like pretty cool yeah. and, yeah, that's, and that's where the experiment tends to break apart for something so ambitious as this eventually you're gonna get. There's Especially, holes. Yeah, there's there's no way yeah. there wasn't going to be. And you yeah. just accept it, you yeah. know? It's the same as comics. There's holes in that, oh. too. So it, One it thing I did like in the final battle is I always loved the dynamic between Stephen Strange and Tony Stark and yeah. how Strange was just like, I had your back. You yeah. know, he just like lets them do their thing. I love Doctor Strange I, so much. His <laughs> moment at the end of the movie, I think, or the end of that fight, I thought was the best. Like when it looked like Tony was about to go do something and he's like, fucking wait. He's like, we are at the finish line. Do not act too soon. Oh, that's and not like, what I thought. I thought I always took it as like there's one option. Oh, <laughs> that's no, what I, I always took it I as. I always took it as hold your horses. Oh. We're here. You have to do this right. <laughs> like remember there's only one. Yeah, there's one thing. I think it's both of those things yeah. Yeah. because Steven is amazing and can communicate all things <laughs> yeah. before he harnesses all time. While he's uh, being And Moses. was mentored by my Lord and Savior. <laughs> yeah, while he's being Moses. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I know, it's insane. I love it. I love that Benedict Cumberbatch sells it. I, He's great. He's and great. I, as much as I am <laughs> excited for the next movie, I am so curious as to what the hell they're going to do. I kind of wish they brought in a different director. When I they don't said they're going to make bad, it kind of a horror movie, I'm like, yes. Kind I, of a horror movie and it's supposed to be just nuts. And I'm not sure if that guy can I, do it. I love Scott Derrickson. Yeah. It's weird. I don't like his horror films. I right. did That's not enjoy I, Sinister, but I thought what he did was strange. And I like him. Every interview I've read with him, I'm just like, it gets you. Like, okay, he's got that yeah, weird, I don't know much about him. I just don't he's like He's got that movies. weird religious, like existential background where oh, okay. it's like, I love that I each of his oh. for strange. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As I feel like each of his movies is like working out some facet of like my biggest problem with religion has always been this concept of eternity and shit. And I felt like strange was so satisfying yeah. in how he handled that. But like, that's not what we're talking about. But anyway, no, I, I love Dr. Strange is my point. I love Dr. Strange. Too, so I'm excited for that thing. And it, it, he is the most attractive Avenger. Whoa. No. Interesting. Whoa. I think so. Whoa. I mean, not Jeremy whoa. Renner's ass. Okay. No. <laughs> Where have you like Thor? Thor. I, that's Thor. too much for me. I've never. I really love Thor. He's a very great beefcake. Like, cake. Everything, even, oh, but I've never fat, gone for blonde. I would wreck that. that that's just <laughs> my thing. I think. <laughs> like, I have, I've never been one for a blonde. However much I can appreciate a blonde, I'll still go with the brunette. And then he's got those great gray stripes in it. 
Love it. My biggest problem with Doctor Strange's looks is that my cat her facial prints are the same as his <laughs> goatee, so I'm just like, kickers! <laughs> I mean, the most attractive Avenger is Rocket Raccoon. We all know oh. this. Come on. Yeah, come on. I did love his line in this movie. You're He'll only, give you an arm and a leg. You're only a super scientist on Earth. <laughs> None of the other Avengers could get fat and still be so sexy, though. Like, I can't just... Well, <laughs> since you threw in the word sexy, my Rocket argument kind of falls apart, but, but whatever. Fat Raccoon's <laughs> No, no, just replay the whole scene at New Asgard with Rocket Raccoon instead. I mean, I guess if Groot got fat, he'd be like a mighty redwood. Oh, yeah. Which is like, you know. (laughs) If trees were sexy, the redwoods. Man, the druids who are listening to this podcast are just really kicking it. Like, yeah, definitely Groot. (laughs) But then Scarlet Witch is going to come in with her cleavage and we'll be like, okay. I mean... Fuck, everyone's gorgeous. Like, they didn't hire ugly people. No, they didn't hire ugly people. Like, underneath Nebula is Karen Gillan. It's yeah. just like, okay. Yeah. We could talk about the most attractive Avenger all day long. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's always like Tilda Swinton. I know she wasn't really an Avenger, but like yeah, the ancient one is like, end. she helped them though. She That's gave true. Banner his pep talk. And, yeah. Oh, I, I was so excited. When it was she cool to have them up. meet. Like, I, was... I did love how many of the old, like the ancillary characters they managed to work yeah. into this. It yeah. felt like a very cohesive universe. All right, yep. but you probably, we should really move Sorry, on. Sorry, yeah, yes, we need we to should. wrap this up. So we're going to do quotes first, and then we're going to do our not review system, which is going to be, I'll tell you when we get there. I can go first for quotes, because mine is not really even words, but it, it's more <laughs> of a scene, and it's the noises he makes. So when they time travel back to the first Avengers movie, we talked about this earlier, and Hulk sees the younger version of himself running around smashing they go, well, to blend in, you might want to smash some stuff along your way. And he just looks so annoyed. It's like, ah, fine. And it's just the, ah, taps on a car and, and throws a motorcycle. <laughs> His performance is so good of just the apathetic destroyer. <laughs> Brings me joy. Mine, I'm trying to find my like, text Yeah. Mine is also one we've already talked about, but I just so moving when Thor gets his hammer and says I'm still worthy in the look on his face so good mine's a little bit less heartfelt it's when they go back to uh, New York and they're just wrapped up the fight and they're going down the elevator and the Hulk is like coming with and he's like no 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 you gotta take the stairs and then the door says don't take the stairs <laughs> it's the best line of that sequence not to steal yours but was yeah. when he's going down the stairs and so many stairs <laughs> <laughs> The whole moment just was delightful. As a Hulk fan, just it really gave to me everything I needed. Especially the end, he comes barely through the wall. No more stairs. <laughs> they totally did the Back to the Future thing with that. It was great. <laughs> All right, last but not least. Actually, I forgot who said this. I think it was the Hulk. Well, my favorite line at the time when we were watching this was. Oh, it's the Hulk. We're talking about time travel here. It's either all a joke or none of it is, <laughs> which is also a really good way to wrap up the Marvel movies. That's true. Oh, my God. Just the, the follow up to that line, too. We're talking about time travel here. Either. That's all a joke or none of it is. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Ruffalo's so good in this movie. Yeah. All right. So instead of a review system this week, because I think we all agree this movie is as good as it possibly could have been which is pretty great. Uh, Also ferociously okay. Anyhow, uh, the question of the day is, what do you want from a phase four in Marvel? You personally. 
Not anything they've announced. If they've announced it, it happens to line up with what you want. Great. But if not, what do you want? I think it lines up with the same response I had after the Captain Marvel episode. Again, uh, I want Marvel movies with women that have their own agency that isn't wrapped up in the needs of a man. I totally agree with you. My I pick. know that's hard. <laughs> Real tough. Uh, mine would be what I really want is like I just I like the idea that they're trying to go for more obscure characters like the Eternals and um, some of the other ones they've announced. Like there are they're cool things, but there's characters that we all know and we all love, and they could be done well. And I'm not talking like X Men or like Fantastic Four, but like we could do. Like, you could go and do something weird with Howard the Duck. Like, you could do a Howard the Duck movie that's still Marvel in this universe, and it's still a comic book movie, but isn't about superheroes fighting a bad guy. Like, this universe is there, and there's characters who aren't necessarily superheroes, and I'd like to see one of those movies. Like, I want to see something just like, all right, we've proven that we can make a billion dollars with pretty much any franchise. Let's do something totally different in the Marvel world, in the Marvel universe, but 100% against the grain. If they did a movie about all of the things that the collector collected getting out of their enclosures, I'd watch that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because, I mean, wasn't Howard the Duck there? Yeah, I know he, he had uh, uh, Astro the dog, yep. right? He had him mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff that we yeah. saw in the background. So but that's the thing. It's like I'd, I'd watch an entire movie about that. Like, I'd watch an entire... I'd watch a Howard the Duck movie. I already have. It's terrible. Yeah. But I'd watch another one. <laughs> uh, but Howard like, the Duck and Astro through going through space together, having adventures. But like they even had that pitch for the show of like the cleanup crew after the Avengers are done fighting somebody like who cleans up after the Avengers. I want something like that. Like I like the idea of their animated series. What if that sounds really cool, especially since all the original actors are agreeing to voice their characters. That's awesome. But it's still just more superheroes fighting more villains. Like just you have a world do something else with it. That's what I want. I'll never get it, but that's what I want. Glenn Close running a military planet. Awesome. <laughs> I think it would be cool to have a cross-country road trip movie with the fused Bruce Banner Hulk. And um, why am I drawing a blank on her name all of a sudden? We've been talking. Nebula. <laughs> Having them just go on a road trip across Americana and just be in themselves. I'd be into that. Yeah. Nebula eating food. What is this thing? This scrambled output of chicken (laughs) 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 scrambled output of chicken it's the worst phrase Uh, you should open a restaurant no you shouldn't (laughs) well you can't just please don't Uh, Sam what about you I'd like to see a Taiko ITD directed what we do in the shadow style story about the new Asgardians that would be amazing I'd be so in. We got, right? a, we got a parking spot for uh, Valkyrie's horse there. He poops all the time. Maybe they'll maybe flying she... horses poop way more than normal horses. And then maybe she'll go to uh, Skellig has to clean the it up island and... in Jurassic Park, and that's where she gets her Pegasus born again. Oh, there you go. Uh, all right, and that Pegasus humps everything. My God, well, you didn't come out quite right. Ooh. You know, she just had a scrap of DNA left on her belt somewhere. <laughs> all right, so. You hear I, that, Marvel? <laughs> so that's what we want. <laughs> what the do shadow, what we do in the shadows style comedy about New Asgard. Where Fenrir, not swear Fenrir. <laughs> a Fenrir, movie Fenris, sorry. A comic book movie that has nothing to do with heroes or villains, a road trip movie, 
and a movie that finally understands that women are people. Uh, I mean, they know that they're people. <laughs> they just think that all their needs and wants have to do with a man's needs and wants. Fucking Marvel. Ah, uh, boy. I don't think any of us are going to get what we want. <laughs> we might. I think Chewie has the best chance. Hopefully. Hopefully. Maybe phase eight. I said hopefully. <laughs> phase eight? I mean, with out the... of everyone, she has the best chance. But we'll see. So that's All everything right. for today. Let's do some plugs and get out of this thing. It's a long episode, but we know it would be. It's about Endgame. Uh, listen to Venture Bros. Venture Bros. Podcast every Monday. Listen to us on Thursdays. Be sure to check out our website for other articles. And be sure to listen to Damage Boost on Fridays. The other shows, we have the people here. They can introduce themselves. Every Tuesday, be sure to check out Samwise, in which I, Sam, use the wisdom of the Lord of the Rings to answer people's life questions. Anything ranging from relationships to work-related problems, real-life questions answered by your favorite fantasy people. It's awesome. John? And then on Wednesdays, listen to Demon Days, an actual play podcast with a focus on fiends and the friends who play them. All right. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to possibly our final Marvel show. Possibly. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe when I rewatch Far From Home, like, nope, I got to talk about this one. But like I said, the plan, this is the end game. And that's okay. Bye. Bye. Tink. Avengers Tink. 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 I don't know what I mean. Tink.